0: I think it's interesting how in 15 seconds, so many people can make a snap decision or like have this view in their mind of why it's wrong or right, no matter what. And we see this all across the board with stuff we post and things we bring up and whatever.
1: Something that you think is a good thing in your life, post it online and you'll find out that not
2: everyone, you'll
1: find out real quick that not everyone agrees.
2: Ready? Set? Go.
0: Ready, set, go. I'm so ready.
2: Steve, where have you been? I don't know. I feel I still feel like it's been so long since I've seen you. <laughs> I've been around. I think
0: you guys are just <laughs> not probably, used to not seeing each other every day. And,
2: <laughs> and it's probably like every time you drop off Penny or pick her up, like we probably just miss each other.
1: Mm, yeah. No. And I don't know why, but I haven't been coming in as often when I pick her up or drop her off lately. I'm not sure why, but...
0: He doesn't want to talk to us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: it's like, I'm done. No, it's oh. because it's usually pick up oh, and drop off for happening after there's school. A, oh, well,
1: there's a lot less of pick up and drop offs. That's yeah. why. I was just thinking, there why is it that I... a lot less. Yeah, I used to have several times a week where I would just come in and chill with you guys for a minute while Penny got her stuff, but... Yeah,
0: after you got off work.
1: Yeah, now I pick her up from school and go home as opposed to picking her up here and go home so that's why yeah, yeah.
0: that has made a difference in how much we've seen of you
1: yeah we figured it out
0: <laughs> why we don't see steve yeah. anymore
2: he
1: doesn't
0: work for you <laughs> yeah he
1: and i do half as many pickups <laughs> yeah at your house that i used to
0: it's kind of sad i did not realize and that, then the times but,
2: we go pick up penny at your place we just sit uh, down at yeah. the
1: bottom and Yeah, because you're just down in the garage. We didn't even see each other. We don't
0: even yell at you from the car anymore. You can
1: yell, (laughs) but it's you know seven floors between us. I mean, I will honk. (laughs) Usually
0: you come out, you would come out to your door like to the door Mm -hmm. and stand there and talk to us, and we'd sit in the car and talk back and forth, and now there's none of that. Mm -hmm. Our lives are growing further and further apart.
1: By the way, Penny (laughs) finally has a key fob to get into our apartment. It only took six months to get it from The management company.
0: That'll be good. Yeah. That so will then be good. she can get there when you guys aren't home. Yes.
1: Cause that stresses uh, me out. The fact that if I'm not there, she can't even go in and get her stuff if she ever yeah. wants to. Literally, she cannot. There's no way no. for me to buzz her in when I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> so now she has a key fob.
0: Could she like call? one of your friends that lives there? Yes. And have them buzzer. We're <laughs>
1: we're building a little network now of who we all call when when one of us has when one of us has forgotten our key fob when we went to the gym or whatever.
0: It's so, so funny. So that has happened. Yes,
1: it has. <laughs> funny thing is one of the people that's on that list for me, she dialed my number by mistake and just said, "Hey, it's so and so. I'm locked out. Can you let me in?" And I'm like, "Okay. I think I met you once in the elevator." <laughs>
0: And so now she's yeah, on Yeah, the and then
1: she like tracked me down later. And she's like, I totally thought I was talking to my friend so-and-so. That's hilarious. I'm like, no, you were talking to your friend Steve, and feel free to call anytime. <laughs> if you get locked out. I'll do the same. That's funny. Yeah, it was funny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've thought about that, though. I was like, what if there is something we need there? It's really... Because you're going out of town again in the week. Yeah. And I was like, crap.
2: Again? hmm Where now? Another beach. <laughs> Going to Hawaii. You son of a beach. You're son of a son beach. beach.
0: <laughs> yeah. That'll be fun.
2: Hawaii. Yeah, I'm
1: excited. And I've never been.
0: I haven't either.
2: I've been once.
1: <sighs> you want to come?
0: I want to come. With Jalen and I no. next week. <laughs> I mean, I would go on a vacation with you guys, but probably only if the whole family is going, which I look forward to doing someday.
1: We should. We always talk about all it, of us going. Except we are going to uh, Belize. We're going to. We really need to make that happen. Yeah, we've been talking about it for years.
0: Well, we and COVID like hit. right when we got serious I about know. it was COVID. When COVID hit, we even bought were like, tickets. Crap. We did buy tickets. That's yeah. how serious we got. We were so serious.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> but now it'll be even more fun because you have Jalen too, mm-hmm. and we can bring him as well. Yes, maybe. Pennies. Pennies. <laughs> maybe dads. I'll be invited.
1: <laughs> How he's does, not her dad.
0: I know. I was waiting for you to say <laughs> that. <laughs> he is very much a parental figure in Penny or like an
1: He's an, an adult yeah. in her life, but the relationship between them is very is not that at all. Yeah. But does he make her food more it, than you? Yes. Okay then. Okay. Yeah. Touche. See, Touché. and those are things that I Touché. think of that I
0: might like, he's fulfilling. Yeah. Those roles for her in many ways. This
1: came up recently. I think it was as a result of this. Somehow it came up about Penny having three dads. Three dads. And I was like, okay, mm, but nope, like, you're pushing like, me too. I was far. like, but how do you think of, like, how do you view that with Jalen? And she's like, well, not as a dad, but. But it's was easy like, to yeah, just Yeah. Say. And I was like, the two of you are just more like little buddies. Like, when those two get in their own little world, I feel like I have two kids. <laughs> because he really he's good at just connecting with her on her level and just
0: i would like to say welcome to having a husband (laughs) 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 because that's what dads do sometimes it's just like having an extra kid around and i love that i love that about
1: i do too i absolutely like it makes me
0: so happy that all three of you Steve, Jalen, and Matt are I was trying that to, way. I
2: was trying to pinpoint when the last time I got down to my kids' level and started playing with them, and then I was like, just last night. Yeah, we on, had on the basketball court sixteen
0: with- teenagers over, and Matt's out there playing basketball. Mm-hmm. He's in the pool, and God. it's just like they don't care at all, which is great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I just really like that Jalen is like he's willing to play whatever game with her, download yeah. whatever app on his phone to like keep up with her. Or- yeah. Chat about whatever's going on at school, and all he he gets all into her slime stuff and her fidgets. And (laughs) all I'm
0: saying is, he plays a significant role in our daughter's life. Yeah. And in some ways, it's just easier to say when you're talking to people, yeah, she's got three dads.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now, who is that? Yeah. Stranger? (laughs) No, that's her older brother. brother.
0: Who's also her dad's boyfriend? Yeah, <laughs> that creates some issues. Like yeah. it's weird.
1: <laughs> you took it there. No, yeah, I know. I know. Steve's like yeah, that was
2: uncomfortable. But <laughs> I didn't do it.
0: <laughs> but honestly, all I have to say is I greatly appreciate the role he plays in our daughter's life. Yeah, very much so. Same. So that's awesome. It is awesome. This week we're wait gonna, wait. wait I, have, oh, I have
2: one question. Like, does she like? What is her portrayal of me like? Is it more of a fatherly
1: figure, or is it more of like Jalen? Trying to think of something funny to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you weren't fast I enough. I know, Steve. I wasn't. Dang it!
1: <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't have had the effect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's different at this point. But what do you think?
1: I mean, you guys very much have your own thing going, and right. I mean, Jessica is very much the one who. Parents her and disciplines her and handles that side of things. I, from my perspective, I yeah. feel like no, it's true. Unless it's just the two of you, I'm sure there's some of that. But I would guess it's probably similar to mm-hmm. the way Jalen and I are with her. Is I'm the one
0: does all the things,
1: doing all the things, but he's there to help. And I don't know. I would guess it's pretty similar. Am I? Yeah. What do you? I think, think
0: the major difference is you've been around for how many years now? Almost nine.
1: Yeah. yeah. So now it's just like.
0: And so Normal. you guys have created a pretty good bond.
1: Yeah. Now it's
2: just more of the annoying older brother. Yeah, I was
1: going <laughs> to say, now
0: you just you, mess with her You guys ton. know how to push
1: each other's buttons <laughs> and you do. Oh, yeah. they do
0: it all the time. It's hilarious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but at the same time, we have fun together. And Oh, for sure. And that's... Okay, Penny. I'm sure she's told you because she tells everyone because she thinks it's the funniest thing ever. But Jalen walked into a glass.
0: Oh yeah, a she glass window. It's so funny.
1: And she about died for days, just <laughs> laughing her head off. And every time she saw him, just like bringing it up, just rubbing <laughs> it in. Well, at least I didn't walk into a glass window.
2: <laughs> it was and is Jalen fine with that? Yeah, he is.
1: But it's just super funny that
0: she brought it up last night. <laughs>
1: She did. Yeah. She's like, it made not only my day, but my year. <laughs> oh, Seeing Jalen walk into a glass window.
2: <laughs> Where was this at? Uh,
1: the, the Hilton downtown. I
0: was going to stay a hotel.
1: His mom was staying the weekend, last <laughs> last weekend. And while we were checking in, he was going over to check out the pool. And there's a door with a lock on it. And next oh, to it is a man. floor-to-ceiling window. <laughs> he walks right into it. <sighs> <laughs> oh, it's hilarious.
0: so funny. Yeah,
1: but Penny, she, I bet if I brought she, up now, she would still die laughing. Oh, she, Jayla should just be glad that I didn't see that.
0: Then <laughs> <laughs> he'd have both Matt yeah. and Penny on him, yeah. teasing him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about things that we do now that we said we wouldn't do or things we thought we wouldn't do. And there are a few things that even I know we've judged people. And I don't want to say judged, but judged people for. (laughs) Definitely. Now we do. Yeah. And how that's part of our own. I mean, what it comes down to is projecting our own, like our own perspectives onto other people's lives and also not understanding things people are going through. Like why they make the decision they do based on their life situation. And for us now, it's like, oh, my gosh, I totally get why they did that. I understand so many different things. I think this is important following up from being our last episode of talking about boldly being ourselves because we need to give people space to do that in those moments of recognizing when we're thinking I would never do that and realizing they have their reasons for doing these things. Even if they're making a mistake, They still need to make that mistake for a reason. I firmly believe that. And so.
1: Well, to them, it might not be a mistake. Right. And just because something isn't right for you and not something you want to do doesn't mean it isn't right for someone else. Yeah. It doesn't work for them.
0: So now basically we're going to go in and own our parts of when we've done this and of things we thought we'd never do and now we're doing them. And I think a great lead into this is last week I posted a reel of sarah's bedroom so my stepdaughter's bedroom and
2: with her permission by the way with her
0: permission i mean it was a crazy mess
2: and there were several days where you were like i don't know like i'll make sure and get her permission make sure she's okay with this
0: yeah yeah and i showed her the whole reel with all of what i was doing and so she knew what was going on so before i posted it she's like yeah that's fine And I posted her room is a disaster in this reel, completely a mess. And honestly, that's how my room was growing up. And I've said that on here before. And I've just gotten to the point where I don't care. I do encourage them to clean them once in a while. And if I'm going to encourage them to clean them, well, specifically with Penny, I feel like I need to be a part of that because I'm the one that cares. It's not Penny. I'm the one that cares. And I can help her through that process. Anyway, I post this reel. People are either like, and I said, I'm just glad she lives here was the whole point.
1: Yeah. So it was just a video of her dirty room and you saying, her room's a mess and I don't care. I'm just glad she's here and feels comfortable in our home.
0: Yeah. That she feels comfortable and safe showing up this way and being herself and whatever. And and I'm so glad she's in our home. And uh people like went off. So lots of people were like, Oh, I needed to hear this. Like, this is a good. Shift in my mindset, and other people were just bashing me for the fact that I'm allowing my daughter to live in filth, and I'm not teaching her how to respect her things, and I'm not teaching her hygiene, and what's she going to do when she has roommates? And
2: like, basically all of saying stuff. that you are raising a child that is going to be a menace to the society, yeah. And you should be completely ashamed of yourself.
0: It was so interesting. I was not expecting that. I should have expected that, but it just didn't even cross my mind. Which is funny to me, too. But I think it's interesting how in 15 seconds, so many people can make a snap decision or like have this view in their mind of why it's wrong or right, no matter what. And we see this all across the board with stuff we post and things we bring up and whatever.
1: It is funny. Like something that you think is a good thing in your life post it online and you'll find out that not everyone, you'll find out real quick that not everyone agrees. Yeah, because within the
2: social media realm of things, it's like everything is so polarizing to one way or the other. There's Mm -hmm. no like happy medium, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. on social media. It's like you either have this deep ingrained opinion that this is the right way or this is the wrong way.
0: Yeah.
1: Jessica, what you posted is either brilliant or you are a waste of skin. Yeah,
0: You do have to have some thick skin it's not to just... be willing to post on what? social media.
1: It's not just, oh, that's Instagram. an interesting way to think of that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Instagram even filtered one comment that I caught. I caught the filter and it said, all the comment said was disgusting. That's all they said. And, and Instagram went in and censored that. Instagram did? Just, uh-huh. Yeah,
0: because they, they tried to censor like hate if anybody speech yeah, or feeling, bullying. Yeah. Hmm. But, I mean, on this reel, the other comments, they are straight on. I mean, they get vicious. And I initially blocked one lady after she went on. It was over 24 hours of her going on. And I was like, you are being mean to other people? That's what bothered me. She's being mean to other people and not just me. Yeah. And so I was like, you're done. If you're just going to go after me, I get it. But also I'm to a point where I'm kind of like, if I see this stuff, I'm going to protect my own. So well-being too.
2: So let's go back to this. So you thought you were going to make sure that your child had a clean room.
0: I thought I would care more about my kids having a clean room. And like I said, I encourage them to clean their rooms. And Sarah is our best. Like she cleans her room on a weekly to a daily r- basis. Yeah. <laughs> she likes cleaning and organizing, but she also the next day, it will be a complete disaster, yeah. but it's not like it's dirty because
2: she's looking for one piece of clothing
0: yeah well, so she just rips everything apart
1: She probably try it on all 13 of those yes <laughs> she did true
0: she does and then she leaves them before school and goes to school and comes home and and i just i'm like they all get there on their own cleaning when they when they're comfortable and whatever and so i've just thought you know what it is i'm just glad they're here they clean their own bathrooms they do their own laundry those things are on them and we do guide them on those and but other than that it's their stuff So that's one of the things that I thought I would be more of a stickler on and have been in the past. And now I just like, whatever, it's your room. Shut the door. I don't want to see it.
2: (laughs) So where I'm at in regards to the cleanliness of my children's rooms is I try and say, hey, make sure and clean your room this weekend. Yeah. And that's all I'll say.
0: Just give them that nudge.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And what they do with it is. Up to them. Who knows what.
0: Or like is- I said, if I really want it to be clean, I will go in with Penny and spend. I'll say, hey, let's take 30 minutes. We can get this totally clean in 30 minutes. Let's do it. And we'll set a timer, turn on some music and go. She's still not stoked about it, but, but at least it gets done. <laughs> so,
1: See, And I'm the opposite with clean room. That is like the one thing that I've decided to like. I know. Lay down the law is I want that room clean. And when she wants to do something, I ask, "Is your room clean. Can I ask yep. you what what drives that? Yes. And I've been thinking this through the whole time you've been talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, for one thing, it's it piles up and it gets a couple times it has gotten so bad that it's just like it's not even functional. You can't yep. find anything in there. You can't even get to the closet to get the clothes. You can't you know, she she, she had to know what's the the clean clothes and the dirty clothes, <laughs> what just came out of the dryer and what's been on the floor. You know, yep. it's just completely dysfunctional. And I don't want it to get to that point, so I'm just trying really hard to do it little by little and keep it that way so it doesn't become this, it's a half-day project to clean a room, you
2: know? Yeah. Well, I think no matter how clean the room was, when you asked Penny to clean it, it would still be a half-day project.
1: And I usually, <laughs> like, if i take a look at it, I'm like, honey, this is a three-minute thing. You could have your room completely cleaned in three minutes. All these tissues... That you used last night while you were asleep. I know they're all (laughs) over your floor. You're asleep. That's fine. Use it. Toss it. But now it's morning. Pick them up and put them in your garbage can. And put your clean clothes in your drawers so that they don't get mixed up with your dirty clothes. And just I'm like, you could do this in three minutes. And then, yes, I'll approve your extra hour on whatever you're asking for on your phone. (laughs) Or, yes, then we can go pick up your friend and go do that thing. But I'm just trying to figure out what the root of that uh, for you is. uh, The thing is this. I kind of... I mean, we just moved in this place six months ago. I was at my old house for six years. And it got... I feel like I needed to move because things were just so... I was so far behind on cleaning and organizing that it that almost the house felt dysfunctional. I felt like a freaking hoarder. I know I'm exaggerating here, but (laughs) I want so badly to not let that happen at our new place. And I'm the type that if I... Like I have to do it little by little and keep it up, or it will become overwhelming and never get addressed. And so I'm totally projecting my issues on Penny say. here. I, I hear it. I hear it.
0: <laughs> and Steve, it's okay. But, like we're not judging you for this at all. Like I no. know it's different, and you guys. But it's your house, and you guys got to figure out what works for you.
1: But I, I know she enjoys her space when it's clean and organized. Of and she like she enjoys having a desk she can sit at and do, and do her stuff. things. Mm-hmm but only when the desk is clean and organized. So
0: the thing that makes me laugh and now it's just going to go out of my head with that of penny um You guys, I just completely forgot what I was going to say. You can keep going. Kay. I totally cut you off.
1: Well, <laughs> and again, this is this is not a strong suit of mine, but I I worry that I'm passing on a very bad habit to my child. I'm not good at keeping my room clean and organized and here's an example i had one corner of jaylen and i's bedroom with this stupid stack of boxes that has moved around and never gotten unpacked and they ended up in this the least used corner of our bedroom and i just was never getting to them, never getting to them. finally we we dealt with them and the, it is like a whole new space in there it feels so different in our bedroom so much more welcoming so much more relaxing and calming and peaceful and all the things that you want your room to be. And I want to teach that to Penny. I don't want her to to pick up on, oh, well, you know, it's fine to just let things sit there for six months. Procrastination of letting things sit. So I really do want her to be better than me in this scenario. And the only way I know how to do that is to enforce little by little that it stays, that we clean up the small messes as we go so that it doesn't become one huge mess that sits there for six months.
0: I remembered what I was going to say. Okay. So Penny, the reason it takes her so long to clean usually when she does clean is because she like can't clean without deep cleaning. So she goes in and starts organizing everything in her room. And so she gets into her jewelry and starts organizing every part of her jewelry. And then she gets into her clothes and she goes in, like in my house, she has things to put her socks in and her underwear and her bras and everything. And she has them all in these little things and she wants them all right. And so she goes in and does that again. And like all of these things. And so it takes her a long time to clean when she cleans. Like Matt will tease her when she starts cleaning her room at our house because it takes so long, but that's what she does. And then she'll go put all of the things that belong in the bathroom, in the bathroom. And then she starts organizing the bathroom drawers. It's like the, if you give a mouse a muffin books where (laughs) you start in on one task and then they get, you get distracted by the next one and the next one. And it just turns into a big thing.
1: Are you that way? Cause I'm that way.
0: Oh, I'm that way. But also, I can shut it off. I can be like, hey, no, this is the task that actually needs to get done right now. Let's do this. I've gotten way better at that. So that's something to remember when Penny Cleans is to her, it's not just picking these things up and putting them where they go real quick. It is, I am going to clean this place and it's going to be everything's going to be organized. And so I always think, OK, this is why she has a hard time for her. It's like all in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I was also telling Matt and Sarah the other night, last night actually, we were talking about boundaries around our things and setting those boundaries with friends and family. And Penny, I'd listened to a podcast about boundaries and about like your your boundaries around your physical space and your physical stuff. Penny definitely has those. She's very protective of her things. She likes things a certain way, which you wouldn't guess looking at her room. But <laughs> but and she gets like. But she gets
2: that from you.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And so Because one of our
2: boundaries that you set from the very, very get go is a child does not step into our room.
0: Yeah. Kids aren't in our room. If they want to come in, they need to ask us permission. You don't come in our room. And partially because we have kids that aren't like they aren't both aren't all my kids. They aren't all your kids. And so there needs to be more boundaries around that, I feel like. So listening to this podcast about physical boundaries and Penny, like she doesn't like people touching things because she wants them to stay clean. And like her bed, if people have their shoes on her bed, she gets really upset and things like that. And this podcast episode was so good for me to realize I need to respect that more of though that's a real thing for her and helping her feel seen and that is okay. It's going to not yeah. make her more that way. It's going to make her more comfortable and, oh, it's okay. Like, I'm going to be okay. It was super interesting. But Penny's very particular. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like the bathroom at your house, Mm -hmm. that she has such a hard time with sharing it and it being dirty. It's a very real thing for her. And I've just found I'm just going to support these things the best I can. Have you heard that from
1: her or from me? I know I've.
0: Oh, no, just from her. I don't think, I don't know that you've brought it. I Mm -hmm. mean, you and I have discussed it a little bit, but. She just has her own. And not recently. I just know that it's something that she was excited. And anyways, whatever. It's
1: a point I've been revisiting lately of how can I make it feel like her space? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, we were calling it her bathroom, but it's also the laundry room. And it's also the guest bathroom that people use when they're over. And wasn't it also your number two bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) There's two of us in. (laughs)
0: Which is fine.
2: I, know yeah. I, but, I just I just brought that up because I know that was something that Penny brought up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, it's
0: just like she like when you guys cut your hair in there and there's hair like if, those if I get
1: up in the middle of the, the night, night, I go use that bathroom, not the master bathroom because so I don't want to wake up Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: just interesting. Anyways, we can talk. I will about say I clean that got...
1: toilet way more than my own <laughs> because Penny brought up. <laughs> Did someone poop in my toilet? Oh, that's hilarious, <laughs> like girl. One, it's not your toilets. Yeah. And if someone needs to poop, they can do it there, whether yeah. it's me or anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but thing.
0: just being aware of that, of yeah. cleaning it more because you know she's hyper aware of it. Just things like that go a long ways for her. And then she wants to step up as well. I don't know. She's an interesting kid. All kids are. Yeah. <laughs> and figuring out that balance of supporting but also pushing them a little bit to realize things are okay. You can let go of this a little bit now and then, and here's ways to fix it later, you know? And I don't know. I mean, we went through that with Sarah last night of here are different options of how to deal with this thing you're having a hard time with around boundaries with her stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. But the whole point wasn't just talk about bedrooms, (laughs) things that we thought we wouldn't be okay with. And we are. Do you want to start, Matt? So
2: when Ann and I first got married and discussing how we wanted to raise our children, we decided that we wouldn't allow sleepovers. And that's completely gone out the window. And I'm okay with it to a certain point. Yeah. You know that the kids, well, mainly Sarah tries to push that that boundary a little bit, but that's okay.
0: Yeah. But she's also respectful when you say, sorry, this is a hard and fast no. Right. So that's good. And we, Steve and I have still stuck to that boundary of Penny doesn't spend the night anywhere. Partially because Penny doesn't like spending the night anywhere. <laughs> so it makes it easier. Yeah,
2: Penny makes that easy on you. Yeah. Whereas Sarah wants to be the social butterfly. and Yeah, yeah. Always into, Which is well,
0: so-and-so
1: is doing this and I want to be there. And, Let's go do it. And as far as friends, she has stayed at family's houses,
0: yeah, yeah, but I'm talking friends yeah. sleepovers. Okay. But even staying at family's houses, she's not really a hundred percent into. No, it's not. She her... still struggles.
1: Yeah,
2: but she has had a friend spend the night here. Yeah, we
0: will allow friends here. Like I've let her, and have they? You had friends at your house spend
2: just, no, the night? No, just Sarah.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, and I guess you've gone out of town with her friends. Yeah, she's like a whole other level, but. Okay, so that's one of Matt's things. Yeah. One of the things I think about that I, I wasn't judgy. I was, I don't know, was I judgy? You guys tell me this.
2: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about.
0: About two pieces, swimsuits.
1: Two piece swimsuits.
0: Yes. I've always been, I didn't think I would let my daughter wear them until she was like 16 or so, and then she can make that own decision. But Penny wears two pieces. We do have rules around that of... They need to stay in place. They can't be bikinis. They need to like whatever because I want the kids. This is my rule. If you feel like things are like your butt is going to fall out or your boobs are going to show, then that's probably not a great swimsuit. I want you to be able to play in it. So that's been the rule. And I just don't care.
1: I was surprised when you and her both started wearing two pieces.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I've started wearing them more as well. But they're not, I mean, I don't wear skimpy bikinis unless it's just Matt and I. And And Penny. And Penny. If the girls are around, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) But that's like my own conditioning growing up of you don't wear that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And to a point, I'm somewhat on board with that, but also it's not a fight I'm willing to fight with my kids. And so I'm just kind of like, well, I might as well embrace it too.
2: (laughs) And that's where like, I've learned to let some things go is because I feel like I have somebody who's co-parenting or parallel parenting with me that, oh, fine, if if your dad doesn't want it, then I'm going to encourage this or say, okay, yeah,
1: totally, you can do
0: that. Other extreme.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. And so so, that
1: if you lay down a law, you know, it's not going to be enforced on the other half anyway, is what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. And it's just
0: going to get used against him. Okay of, well, your dad, like a tool, Mm. and so he doesn't, which is called parental alienation. Right. And so Matt's just been like, and his kids are always surprised. They're like, oh, oh, you're okay with this? Sure, it's fine. So
1: interesting that it's actually more in your benefit to just be open to whatever decision they want to do. And a prime
2: example is, I think my son, and and I have told my son, like, I didn't ever want him to get his ears pierced. And, you know, (laughs) This last month he came to me and he's like, hey, dad, would you be okay if I got my ears pierced? And I turned to him and I said, yeah, let's do it. We'll
0: so get that, it scheduled.
2: If that's what you really want to do, I'm okay with that.
0: And then he waffled for And then bit. he's
2: like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah,
0: because we were going to do it. We were taking the girls to get theirs done so you can go at the same time. And then he kind of.
1: Then he backed down. And he's like, oh. Okay. Gonna, I thought you were going to make the decision for me as yeah, a no, I'm gonna, and I could just not do it and be mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so I- I um, doubt that was just well, conscious thinking, but probably subconsciously. Yeah, thinking.
0: There was probably, yeah, for sure some of that.
1: And so he
2: actually brought it up to me twice this last week of saying, hey, dad, uh, so when can we go do that? And so finally we made an appointment. Yeah. But not in a million years would I ever have thought that I would be okay with taking my son to get his ears pierced. And, you know, thinking about that is like, look, if this is something that he wants to do, it's going to happen no matter what. All right. So, and why not
0: be supportive?
2: Exactly. So, I think that caught him off guard quite a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. So, when he comes home next time, we've got an appointment to get his ears pierced.
2: Yeah, and I think he's excited about it. We'll see if that goes through because yeah. he does not like sharp objects. He doesn't? Mm. I didn't
0: even know that. No. Because yeah. I've never been there for him getting but, shots or anything.
1: Yeah. He doesn't like shots, but he'll do all right.
0: Yeah. I'm sure he'll be great if it's really what he wants.
1: And it's just, this is just interesting hearing this. It's just making me think of how I was raised. and Oh, I was raised, my dad
2: telling me, hey, if you ever come home, I'll rip those out of your, your ears. Wow. And I think that was just, knowing my dad, I think that was a pretty empty threat.
0: Oh, for sure. <laughs>
2: And (laughs) he just didn't want me to
1: get my ears pierced. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have that conversation with my dad now.
0: Well, it'll be interesting to see what he thinks. So what would he
1: have said if you had approached him and said, hey, dad, I really want to get my ears pierced? I think think he would have probably tried to talk me out of it. But ultimately, this is your choice. It's your body. So.
0: What were you saying, Steve? I
1: would have gotten the silent treatment for a year (laughs) if I that was my dad's parenting style, is if you did something that he had counseled you not to do, you got the silent treatment.
0: So do you think if you'd even brought it up to talk to him about, would there have been yeah. any... Con- he still would have it, been like... I,
1: I would have been made to feel incredibly guilty for even wanting to be or do something yeah. like that.
0: And see, hearing this from so many different people of the things that put like a, a ball up in your relationship between a parent and a kid... I'm just trying to keep walls away. Like, yes, I have conversations with Penny about my feelings about dress and modesty and all of those things and my ideas around that, but I always end that with, these are just my opinions and thoughts. I want you to do what feels right for you, and I'm going to support you in that. And she's really good. Like, she'll check with me about things. What do you think about this? I'm like, this is, I'll give her my honest opinion, and I'm like, but I I'm here to support you. If you're comfortable wearing that, that's fine with me. I'm here for
2: that. What if Penny came to you and said, hey, I want to get a tattoo right here on my cheek.
0: No way. <laughs>
2: so I, I guess what, what I'm saying is, like, do you feel like what your child wears or does in piercings or tattoos, it could ever be harmful for them? Yeah.
0: Okay. And I think there, that's a conversation to have too. And like tattoos, we've told our kids I don't care if you get tattoos. Let's wait until you're 18, though. Just grow up a little bit further because it's permanent, especially getting one on your face. (laughs) I would be very concerned about at a young age. Oh, yeah. And even as an adult, I would be concerned. But it's up to them, ultimately. I don't know.
1: What? You're pointing to me. (laughs) I
0: don't know. I was just wondering your thoughts. How would you feel if Penny said she wanted a tattoo on her face?
1: Obviously, you have to draw the line somewhere between what? Mm -hmm. And I think it's... Permanent. These are the reasons. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. But that messy bedroom
2: bedroom on Instagram was so harmful. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you get what I'm saying? It's like, it's
0: interesting how, yeah, how different people perceive different things as being so awful.
2: Yeah.
0: And for me, I'm not saying tattoos are awful. I have one. And honestly, I wouldn't mind getting another one. But I do think that that needs to be something that waits until you're older.
2: See, I have no desire
1: to get a tattoo. I know
0: you don't.
2: I have no desire to get my ears pierced. And I don't know why.
0: And that's fine. That's who you are.
1: See, and I want a full sleeve. I'm just too afraid of commitment to do that.
0: <laughs> it's a big commitment.
1: <laughs> For one, I don't know what I would get. But two, the one tattoo I do have, it didn't it didn't take well. I don't know if my skin doesn't do tattoos well or what, but it didn't turn out the way I wanted. I love what it means.
0: Yeah. It's a very and meaningful
1: that's... tattoo to me, but the actual execution and the,
0: the... Yeah. My tattoo looks like crap, but I love the meaning behind it. And that's yeah. all that matters. Because it was just for me. It wasn't for anybody else. So what were some other things we came up with that we said? Because <laughs> Matt and the I, one I were was... sending them back and forth in church today.
1: The one I was intrigued to hear um, your side mm-hmm. of, Jessica, was... Well, you can read it on your list. I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about. The church? Uh-huh.
0: So I said one of the things is, and Matt, like he looked at me when I sent that, like, what do you mean? I never thought I would be on the fringes of the church is what I put, and fringes in like quotation marks.
1: So first of all, what do you mean by that?
0: So I mean, so like I saw this this post the other day from At Last She Said It, which is a podcast that I love. And- they drew this circle and like in the middle is the people who are very letter of the law in the church. Like this is how you live. You follow everything culturally, everything, every principle to a T, anything the prophet says you do a hundred percent in. And I'm not saying I'm not a hundred percent in, but like there's this group of people that live kind of on the outer edge of that circle who are,
1: you think for yourselves. Yes. You
0: being very intentional with my faith. And honestly, I've always been that way. I just think it's interesting how it feels and how it shows up in my life now. And it feels like people think that I am ready to walk away from the church and that I am pushing the boundaries of yeah, the church. Yeah, because those are the I'm messages being, I get. What?
2: Is
1: is Jessica leaving the church? Yeah,
0: yeah. And I get messages like that.
1: Right. I'm just... The messages people text messages people send you? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the message you received from Jessica.
2: No, text okay. messages people asking, "Hey, is Jessica like has she left the church? Does she still go to church with you?"
0: That's funny. You've never told me that.
2: Yeah. Well, they're asking me. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and so I understand that the way I present myself sometimes and sometimes the things I say and whatever can give that perspective. And so that's what I mean is I've I never would have thought that I would be Someone that is that way, but also have always kind of been that way. Where people question, "Wait, you're a member of the church, like you're Mormon?" But that's just me being who I am, and it's grown like that's definitely gotten bigger because of what I experienced with Steve. Like my thoughts and feelings around certain things mm-hmm. in the church are definitely different than they were.
1: You you found because, yourself in a position yeah. over and over again where you had to really ask, "Do I feel how I was?" taught to feel, or do I feel different? Is is how I really feel, does that align with what I was taught about this subject all these years ago?
0: And a lot of things, I mean, there are things that don't align with how I used to feel, and I've realized that it's okay. Like, I can be, it's in alignment with myself, and with the feelings and desires I feel I've been given by my heavenly parents, and so it it works. I think
1: that's a very healthy place to be. I agree. When you can be in a religion, but still think independently and decide for yourself, does what I'm being taught really resonate with me internally? And if the answer is no, then it's not something you make as part of your your decision making day to day. I never found that balance when I was in the church. I was in that circle you mentioned initially where whatever was said is, is law and I better follow that to a T. And I can't doubt for a minute and I can't even let myself ask how do I really feel about this topic? I was just told how I should feel about this topic. So that's how I'm going to yeah. feel.
0: And it damaged your mental health. Oh, yeah. And that's what it. I've seen over and over because of the space that I am in now of and I'm, you know, we have this following on Instagram and it, I say things and people come you, to me. You
1: intentionally vocalize. Yes. Something that doesn't sit well with you.
0: Because I know there's so many people who are struggling to feel okay and safe in their own skin while staying in the church. Like they want to stay. Let's
2: see. That's where I've gotten ripped apart. Yeah. Of saying, how come you never stand up for what you believe? And Jessica's always just saying what she believes. You've
1: been ripped apart for that. Yeah.
0: But honestly, our Instagram is me.
1: Like right. the husband
0: law Instagram is yeah. my own thoughts and opinions. You guys are there, but it's.
1: We're 1%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, Right.
0: It's my own thoughts and opinions, and I think, and part of me wants to switch our Instagram so that it is just me, so that people don't put that like on Matt. Well, why aren't you showing up saying these things or like?
2: But the whole the whole name of our Instagram is husband in law.
0: I know that's what and I'm. That's saying. me. I've been thinking about changing <laughs> that. I haven't even talked to you guys about this. Anyways, and just putting on there that we have the podcast and all of those things. Jessica
1: but, of husband in law.
0: Yeah, basically. Anyway. That's interesting. So that's one of the things that I didn't think I would be here and I wouldn't have judged somebody for being here. I know that.
2: Because two pieces so,
0: I probably judged. So one this the, one no.
2: One of the things because I I mean I do want to give my two cents here. Right. Yeah. And because, I'm kind of curious. Because you said that Steve's mental health has taken a hit because of the certain things that he, you know, mm-hmm. he was told how to feel something and not Diving into it for himself, where yes, I feel like I have dove into it myself and my mental health has not,
1: you know,
0: yeah, and that's taken good, a toll. And I'm glad.
1: I take responsibility for the fact that I put myself in a position where that wasn't sustainable by blindly following and believing every word that was told to me by right. this church group that I deemed as, you know, I, I, I I put myself there. What and they I, said I was I truth, have. and you I, don't question. Yeah. There could have been a healthy balance there where I did dig a little deeper. And,
2: well, and, that's, know, just... and, and that's something that Jessica brought up a few weeks ago in church that somebody said, hey, you have to go by the letter of the law of everything an apostle says is scripture. You don't question it. You don't que- And you don't question it. And I said, well, wait, 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 wait. They are still men. On this earth, they're not gods. Yeah. And, you know, they can make a mistake and they can say something that really, maybe their intentions were not what they
1: exactly said and they weren't said in a perfect way. And that message has changed so much over the decades. It's getting right Of what an apostle said that is now no longer considered valid. Yeah. <laughs> over right. and over and over and over.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see it happen.
1: What I'm getting at is like we still have to think for ourselves
2: and we still have to feel for ourselves mm-hmm. and goes back to that saying, stop thinking and start feeling, you mm-hmm. know? And that's basically all I'll say.
0: I love that. I loved it. Like, I think it's funny how these, this episode has gone all over the board of talking about these things and just getting to know yourself. That's what it really comes down to. And it's okay to change and to change your ideas and all those things. And, Like, my goal is to have the least amount of judgment for other people as I can have because I have learned how my ideas and thoughts change as I've come to understand different circumstances in my life and I've gone through different things. So, I want to give people that same grace as often as possible. So, I think that's huge. And for give people space to boldly be themselves, like we talked about, it all comes back to that listening and feeling what's right for you. Right. So, that's kind of where I was at with the being on the fringes of the church Yeah. is I know I'm viewed that way a lot, which I get why I totally I see it. <laughs> and I have those moments of questioning, but I think it's good for me to question and be intentional with what I'm doing, because then it feels right and true to me.
1: And every time you do post something that is, as you say, put you on the fringes, you hear from other church members who say, I'm so glad. You, you put into words how I've been feeling. I've mm-hmm. been uncomfortable with this topic and have not been able to sort through my feelings about it. And mm-hmm. you just laid out exactly why. Yeah. So clearly you're not the only one who feels that way about any of the topics you've been vocal about.
0: And the thing I've come to realize is that by saying these things, it actually gives people space to stay in the church instead of leaving. Like people are like,
1: yeah. they, and I've been They don't out. have to be in the position I was in where yeah. it was all or nothing. And yeah if there was ever a thing that suddenly didn't jive with me, it's like, well, that's it. It's over. It's, it, you know, it can't be true. It's all a mess. My life, I'm I'm on, I'm yeah. in crisis mode. I don't know what anything means anymore. You yeah. know, there is, a, there is a balance between those two things.
0: Yeah, I don't, because I've been, my mom was like, be careful what you say. You're going to push people out of the church. I'm like, no, I'm giving people a place to stay in the church. And that's the thing I hear more often than not. And like Dr. Julie Hanks, who talks about all of these nuanced things in the church, That's the thing is it helps people be able to stay because they're realizing, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one that feels this way. And oh, it isn't completely black and white. And oh, I have my own thoughts and feelings and that's good and that's healthy and God-given. Like those are things that are placed in me for a reason. So yeah, it's a weird place to be in, but I like it.
2: Cool.
1: (laughs) Any of the things that I thought of that I do now that I never thought I would, all of them come down to that same principle of something that I feel comfortable with internally mm-hmm. that before I told myself I should not feel comfortable with and never would. Yeah. But it was very much a, I shouldn't want to do the following versus now if I feel comfortable with it, there's no reason not to. Like
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I don't feel like I worded that very well, but no, so very much a difference of being told It's what you feel is comfortable for you. Yes. And Jessica, you goes back to a couple of weeks ago where my goals are mine now. My goals were not mine back then. They were goals that I was told I should set for myself and therefore I'm never going to do X, Y, Z because that's not something I should ever want to do. And so many of those things I'm totally comfortable with. And it's not something that's damaging for me. It's something that can be completely edifying for me. And I'm comfortable with it. So I don't know. Just that distinction is at the root of so many of the things that I thought through on that list.
0: Here's like an example of this.
2: Well, maybe we should go into this in another episode. Okay. We out of time?
0: Yeah, we are pretty... We're out of time,
2: but I think that this is something that we could probably continue to talk about pretty in depth. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm going to write down some thoughts that I have for next time.
1: Where? And write down your (laughs) thoughts. All three of your massive whiteboards are full.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You guys, I have some exciting stuff coming up. In fact... It might be ready by the time this episode drops, now that I'm thinking about it. The first of my summer series of like... Events. Events. I am so excited. I love hosting events. I love hosting parties. I love giving people... And this is what I've realized. This is why. It's not because I think I... I don't know. It's because I like giving people a place to come and just relax and
2: not think about anything else. Not
0: think about anything else. Like having that's a gift that I love receiving. And so I love being able to provide people with that opportunity. The first event that we're having is going to be on June 4th and it's going to be a summer soiree and it's, What is a soiree? Yeah, it's a party. We're going to have a party. There's going to be What is that
1: accent?
0: <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> me getting excited. There's going to be, we're going to talk about body positivity. There's going to be a swimsuit fashion show. There's dinner, there's drinks. There's going to be chair massages.
2: Stay tuned. There's going to be a lot of things. It's going to
0: be awesome. So check the show notes. Your dad wants to play
2: pickleball. Like, let's go.
0: Come on. He's eating Panda Express right now. He's fine. (laughs) Um, Check the show notes. The link might be there. I'll try to put an intro in if this is ready to go, but. Be ready. I am so excited. The first event is going to be, well, they're all going to be awesome events, but the first one's happening June 4th, and I hope that you will join me.
2: My first event might be happening a little bit before that. The end of May. A pickleball event. Pickleball event. Come watch me play pickleball.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay, friends. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, friend. Real quick before you go. I have two things to tell you about. First of all, We want to hear something that you never thought you would do or something that you used to judge somebody for and now you do yourself. Come share with us. You can email me, Jessica at jessicaattheboldlogic.com or come tell us in your own words by sending us a voice message on our Instagram page. You can just send a voice recording and then we can share it on the podcast with your voice. It would be so amazing. We would love to feature you. Also, as a reminder, if you have any questions for us, comments, concerns, insights, go send them there as well and we will get back to you via the podcast. Do it soon because we will be recording in the next day or two, for sure. Now, the other thing, I mentioned the summer series that I'm hosting of events here in Boise and they are live. It is ready for you to claim your tickets. We have limited seats. This is the perfect way for you to find some rest and relaxation, enjoyment, meet new friends, or just hang out by yourself amongst other people for the evening this summer. You have made plans for your kids, for your family, for everybody else, but you have not made plans for you. And this is the opportunity for you to have plans without really making them. I've done all the planning. I've brought everything together for you to have a few great nights out this summer by yourself with nobody else, or well, at least without your partner, your kids, your spouse, your whoever. And you can invite your friends and it's all planned. You can get signed up now, by going to theboldlogic.com forward slash summer soiree. And the link is in our show notes. Have a great week.
2: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Husband-in-Law. All right, now we have a challenge for you. We challenge you to go give someone a huge hug or send a simple gratitude note who needs to receive it specifically from you. If you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, please be sure to do so now. Also, don't forget to give us a review. We read every single one of them. Until next time, keep striving to make your relationship the best it can possibly be.